0: The underdog is howling.
1: Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home
0: team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Our first edition, we're going to call this, Season Preview. We gave out your
1: season win totals last yeah, we'll week. Call, we'll call it second. We'll call it second season All right. preview. We previewed the season in the first one.
0: All right. Um... Here we want to just try and dive in, get you some nuggets, some notes on on teams that caught my eye, and I know caught Bears' eye. So we're just gonna go with the conference and, and give you what we got on the conference today. Our plan is the group of five, the Pac-12, Notre Dame. So we're gonna try and get in the Mountain West, the Sun Belt, Conference USA, the MAC, the American, um, and all that sticks out to us there. You, we've we, if you listen last week, we have teams. From all these that we gave out, I know uh, we will retouch on those. But Bear, I need to congratulate you. I mean, are you a horse player Hall of Famer now after your weekend?
1: <laughs> Not a Hall of Famer. Now that there isn't an, an NHC uh, Tour uh, Hall of Fame. But yeah, that was uh, quite the weekend. And it was a little bittersweet at the end because I led with three races to go and then mm-hmm. uh, wound up getting past. And uh, I had a decision to make in that last race where. I could have either a gone for it and picked the longer shot on the board that would have allowed me to win and, and mm-hmm. win about a quarter of a million dollars, or I could have played for second place and used the favorite that I liked and risk the guy in second place playing the same horse, which would have meant that I was drawing dead. But what I was second go-
0: place? How much was second place?
1: Second place was ninety-seven grand. Okay. And I wound up I did wind up going for it. Which I, figured did. I had an op- got an opportunity to to win a quarter of a million dollars. I got to go for it. And the uh, the favorite did wind up winning and I did put a nice chunk of change on the favorite to uh to yeah. win, which was good. I felt a little bit better about that, but it wound up that if I would have played the horse in the contest, uh, I would have gotten second place, but I had no idea what the uh, the second place guy was going to do. So yeah, I took home about about fifty grand and finished third, and it was a, a great week. And the great the great part about it was one of my good friends and another horse player who you may have been familiar with, I've been with Basil Devita, who's been involved with the WWE, mm-hmm. uh, been involved with the XFL. Uh, all all know, he he's a really good friend of mine in horse. But he actually wanted to finish fourth, so I finished third. He finished fourth, so it was a, a lot of fun to go back and forth with him uh, in that uh, spa and surf uh, showdown there at horse tourneys over the weekend. So it, it was weird too because I wasn't planning on entering it but I, uh, I had a nice Wednesday at Saratoga. So I was like, you know what, let me, I'll, I'll reinvest some of those. I'll reinvest some of those winnings that that I had and and take a shot. And I knew, uh, I knew my wife had a bunch of stuff going on outside the house on Saturday. So I was going to be able to just kind of sit around most of the day and cap. And, uh, it worked out well, but, uh, yeah, I put two good days together and I'm, I'm pretty happy about the, uh, the weekend that I had, it was, it, it was a good feeling it did, and to hear from a lot of people. Like I had friends out at Dalmar who were like, like they, they were telling, Oh yeah, bears and bears in the, bears leading it in the, in the contest. So it was a, uh, it was good to hear from a lot of people and I know a lot of people uh, full of horse players wrote me on. So I'm uh, in mean, a good, good frame of mind for the, uh, for the upcoming NHC, which will be for me in January. It's, it's good that I'm not going to be at the one uh, mm-hmm. next week because I had to have my entry pushed off until 2022 because of the, the college football season starting and they had to move it from, from February. So they were kind enough to uh, move my qualification till, to, to January 2022. But, yeah, I probably used up a lot of my good karma and good results uh, last weekend. So uh, I might have been up against it next week in, uh, in the NHC. So uh, but we're, 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 we're happy. I appreciate the, uh, the shout-out. It was a great weekend.
0: Come on. Somebody's going to win fifty k on this podcast. We're going to talk about it. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. All right, I'm calling the shots exactly here. Right. All right, so there's that. Um, let's dive into it. I, I've, I've got a but. Let's start with the Mountain West, okay? And obviously, I think what everyone talks about when you first bring up a conference, say the Mountain West, is you know what's the coaching change? You know, when we talk about these Group of Five conferences, these are where you're going to find your newest head coaches, I want to say, at the Power Five level. And right off the get there in the Mountain West, you have the the favorite in Boise, who's got a new coach. Um, you know, Harson goes to Auburn, which kind of still felt unexpected to me, but but I, 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 I'm I not that close to it. I'm not going to act like I am. But they bring in a guy who played there, coached there. I believe he was there two years prior in Andy Avalos, who comes into a great situation. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer is a guy who – came out on the scene in his first game in Tallahassee a couple years ago and just balled out and was a household name from then on. Dealt with COVID, injuries the last two years. But they are the class of it. And and when I bring up Avalos, I had to mention that Harson won 78% of his games. Peterson won 88% of his games. Hawkins won 82% of his games. Those are the last three head coaches. Four straight Mountain West title games they've played in, they've won two. So it feels like the, the, it's, it's pretty full. The cupboards are full at Boise. They're the favorite. Um, Avalos brings in Tim Plough, who who actually was the offensive coordinator at UC Davis, whose head coach is Dan Hawkins to bring this thing full circle. They were at the top of the, the rankings offensively. So I think, you know, Boise with their tight ends and all that stuff that they weren't afraid to, to pound you in the ground and, and make these lower teams you know, play their style of ball, I do feel like the conference is, is catching up. But Boise right there, a win total of nine. They are the favorite uh, to win the Mountain West. The next favorite is Nevada, then San Jose State, then Wyoming. I think it's between these, these four. But when I look at Boise, real interesting schedule. Open up at UCF, and then week three, they get Oklahoma State to come in. So when you're looking at that win total, I think they're going to win the Oklahoma State game. Um, that UCF one's tough with the travel going down there. I know they won in Tallahassee a couple of years ago, but what do you think of Boise off the start? Are, are, you have them as the favorite, even though San Jose State is the defending champs?
1: They should be the favorite odds-wise, but, but I would take a flyer on San Jose State repeating here. Uh, they're 9-2 they're, they're to two to win the, win the league, and they don't play Boise in the crossover during the regular season. Uh, they get yeah. San Diego State, Fresno, and Wyoming at home. Uh, Dick Starkle and, and Brennan and those guys, everybody's basically back on offense with the exception of their wide receiver. And they should be able to plug in. I mean, my receiver had 47 catches list. It wasn't like it was a massive difference between him and the rest of the team. I think they have guys there who who can step up and win. you got your running backs back, the entire offensive linebacker, defensively nearly everybody returned together 2020 starters back on this team that one last year experienced the season that they went through they not sure where they were going to practice or land and that and having to re- relocate for the preseason the reason i like them more than i do nevada who's the same price i mean people i think automatically just default to nevada because of carson strong and the familiarity mm-hmm. with his name but yes nevada gets the spartans at home But they also have to go to Boise. They also have to go to San Diego State. They also have to go to Fresno. The schedule sets up for a couple of more opportunities to lose, I think, than what San Jose State's schedule sets up to potentially lose. So at at plus 450, I'm going to take a shot on uh, Mr. Brennan's team repeating as uh, Mountain West champs.
0: I agree with you there. I did like this that I saw. Every quarterback, running back, tight end who recorded a stat is back for San Jose State. Obviously, I'm leaving out the wide receivers who need mm-hmm. to step up. They have an opener at home, and then they don't have another uh, – I think it's Southern Utah. And then they don't play a home game until October. And you mentioned they don't play Boise or Air Force, which is a nice plus. But, I, yeah, I, I just what Brennan has done there, they were the best story in the sport to me last year. Uh, seven and a half is an interesting number two. I would lean over there just knowing what I'm getting with the coaching staff and returning starters. But I did want to touch on a couple of these lower-tier teams because, to me, in the offseason, I was thinking Fresno State had a chance. Fresno State, give me them. Mm-hmm. Kalen DeBoer is a really well thought of coach. I think he did a yep. great job coming in and, and putting his footprint on a program and, and you know, and only playing six games. They are number one in the conference in offense, number five in the nation in passing. They got Jake Hainer, the UW transfer. Uh, I believe he had four 300-yard passing games in six, and I want to say two – 400 yard games in his last three games. Uh, The defense is up and down and they play that volatile style. They were third in the country in sacks, but they give up big plays time after time. And then that brutal loss to New Mexico really put a damper on what I thought was a promising season last year. So I was coming in saying, all right, give me Fresno state as a shot here. I saw some 20 to ones out there. Uh, The season win total was six, but this schedule is absolutely brutal. Now they get the con coming in, um, which I have chalked up as a, as a UConn over better. I have that as a loss for the Huskies. Uh, I believe the spread is up to 27 and a half. Uh, But, but going back to Fresno at, at Oregon, at UCLA, at Hawaii, at Wyoming, at San Diego state, at San Jose state, they also play Boise at home. That's a lot to ask for uh, in this schedule. And we know that, you know, Nevada, that, the, the prowess that they're coming in they're obviously uh with them on that side so for a team to me where i thought i was going to be high and, and thinking about betting the over on fresno i can't do it there the, the schedule is too tough uh and not knowing what to i don't want to say guarantee but what to have a good feeling about on that defensive side uh so fresno state i thought was going to be a play for me but it's not a play for me
1: you ready show time be opposed to taking a flyer on Wyoming either um, their season win total is seven and a half mm-hmm. now again their, their conference schedule go to San Jose State they got to go to Boise State but at the same time the defense is going to be one of the better teams in the league uh, Valaday I think is, is a difference bigger at running back can Chambers stay healthy I mean that, that was the thing last year they lost some brutal low scoring games because they had yep. injuries uh, on the offensive side of the football but in terms of looking at that win total seven and a half, like they're non-conference, Montana State, they should beat. Northern Illinois is one of the worst teams in the Mac. They go, they go to, they come to the, the rent, They go to the rent on September 25th when you're coming back up to Connecticut for that game. Mm-hmm. And they got the defending Mac champion Ball State coming to Laramie early in September too. So like that's probably the makings of like a three and one non-conference, I would think. Mm-hmm. I think between the game at Connecticut and the home game against Ball State, they should be able to get at least one of those. Oh, yeah. So maybe eight wins is possible here for, for Craig Ball's team, as long as they can just – you know, he, the way he's going to teach defense and, and the people – you know, got some coordinator changes. But, yeah. but I think he brought in guys who are familiar with his style of ball and guys that he's familiar with. So I wouldn't see that as like a – I wouldn't expect a huge variation there in what we've seen. From Wyoming in recent years. So in addition to Santa, San Jose state, I put a little something on Wyoming to win that league as well and go potentially over that seven and a half season one total.
0: I did have some listeners reach out to me and, and ask for some Wyoming thoughts. Uh, so there you have there it. You go. Bear. Now when it comes to the mountain West, as we finish up here on this conference, there's just so many unknowns to me. Like you look at New Mexico, what are they going to be? Utah state. I mean, that's been a good program, but I, not not from what I'm reading now.
1: What's UNLV going to be? They've recruited well, but I mean, this is kind of like a year zero. I mean, who knows what yeah. you expect in terms and, of a, a, win, a win here.
0: And then Hawaii is the ultimate one where, you know, how does it set up when you go out there? I okay, do football. they have come when they come to you? It's pretty brutal when you look at what they bring to the table because you're trying to have a feeling about it, but they're just the ultimate just you never know, and obviously everybody seems to have a good time when they go over to play them on the island. Uh, I do want to point out San Jose State. How about this travel Sunday, September nineteenth? Obviously, twelve thirty a.m. Eastern, but that's Saturday night, the eighteenth. Yep. at Hawaii. The next Saturday, they're at Western Michigan. So you
1: think there? You think there are any Honolulu, uh, Kalamazoo, <laughs> nonstops? <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I did see a friend traveling this summer where I was shocked. There was a – I believe it was Maui to Charlotte straight. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, I can believe that on American. Yeah, that makes okay. sense.
0: All right. Um, so they, they
1: got, they got long hauls to do that.
0: One other team I wanted to touch on was Air Force, who when you look at roster changeover is only going to be one way affected by people getting the extra year obviously the service academies, you only get four years, no matter what, that's it. And you can't really get transfers in and you can't transfer out. So they've just lost guys. They're not gaining anybody. When you're looking at the returning production numbers and all that stuff, all theirs is going to be down because of, you know, they're not able to bring anything in and guys just have to leave.
1: Yeah. They lose on both ends of the extreme.
0: Yes, exactly. All these, all these teams with the super seniors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that includes their whole line. Now Calhoun's been awesome. Four losing seasons in 14 years, 10 bowl games. Obviously, that had that great year in 2019 where they had 11 and 2. Hazik Daniels is the running back. He's back. They do have to play both service games on the road. The Army game, I think, is a neutral site in Dallas, or no, they're, it's at the Rangers' new stadium. But their first six games, I think, are winnable. So, Air Force is a team with an over under of six and a half. I'll take a chance on Calhoun knowing what he has. And getting over six and a half wins there seeing how that schedule plays out like i said when you look at the prognosticators you know with the returning numbers and what they have coming back and starters and all that stuff it's not going to be good but it's just a trust factor i have with air force and calhoun Mm -hmm. who's been a great program so i lean over with air force on that one so that is what i have from the mountain west all right you pick we want to go back to the fun belt
1: Let's go on to the Sun Belt now where I think most people are going to just think that uh, it's going to be a battle between Appalachian State, Coastal Carolina and Louisiana for this league. But I'm not opposed to taking a flyer on a team like Georgia State, which uh, I think the, the the Panthers may have been uh, my worst pick on the board last year when I took them plus the points against Coastal Carolina and uh, they lost. I just have to remember the score here: 51, fifty-one, nothing. nothing. Fifty-one, yeah. nothing. Mister 50 Elliott. lost to uh, lost to uh, Mister McCall and the uh, shots, uh, who ended up going undefeated. And then they had that that great ball game, which they just came up uh, just short. But 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 you're looking at a team here where uh, they've got their entire offense back. They got a ton of guys back on defense. Uh, some of the, it is a team that nearly beat Appalachian State last year took louisiana to overtime the other favorite like they're right there talent wise uh, i know they got to go to coastal they got to mm-hmm. go to louisiana and that certainly uh doesn't help them they do host appalachian state all the other home games are winnable you monroe is one of the road games it would not surprise me to see um georgia state potentially be a uh, a dark horse in this league here and uh at 25 to one i i do like them as a uh, as a a sleeper to win the summit, if you're looking for an opportunity to maybe play against some of these favorites.
0: To me, when you look at this conference, Bear, is how unbalanced it is when you look at the divisions. You know, like, I mean, the the East is so much tougher than the West. And with that, I think the biggest wild card to me is, what's Appalachian State going to be? Obviously, one of the top-tier programs in the conference as a whole, when you go back and look at it when they got in. Um, their schedule is really interesting. Um, they play East Carolina at home week one. They go to the U. There's a game uh, with Marshall. You mentioned they go to Georgia State. They go to Louisiana, and then they co- host Coastal all in a row. Um, there's a bye week mixed in there.
1: With a Tuesday and a Wednesday game mixed in there that, as well.
0: Yeah, so to me, them, I mean, we know what they are from a talent standpoint. What are you really getting, uh, seeing how – Coastal's made that improvement and that's where I think it goes back to Coastal because mm-hmm. when you look at them with the season win total of 10 they put it like you, you mentioned Georgia State they put it on them last year Georgia State's going to remember that they're going to be mount up for that uh, 10's that a tough
1: number man that, that's no margin for error
0: yes uh, at, exactly at all
1: yep back to App State like Yep. What, what do we think of Chase Bryce? Like, 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 he's there now. He was terrible at Duke. People thought he was mm-hmm. going to kind of be... Uh, ever since he had that that big throw for Clemson a couple of years ago, like his career has certainly taken a, a a downward turn. I think people were expecting a lot from him last year at Duke, and he just couldn't stop turning the ball over. That, that, uh, that, now he goes to a, to a team which defensively should be pretty good. He's got some guys uh, around him to, to hand the ball off to and throw it to, but... Uh, this is a big opportunity, I think, for him to try and take the get that bad taste of last year uh, out of his mouth. But like you know, like I mentioned, that schedule was no cup of tea, and he's going to face some good teams. here.
0: Yes, and, and I mean, like you said, when when you're going to go to a program from Clemson to Duke, everything is going to be magnified, especially on the when you make the mistakes of giving the other team the ball when it comes down to that, and knowing that you're you're, you're the less inferior team a lot of times. And that's what people are going to point to. Big name and did not even come close to, to meeting the expectations. So how does he fare now that he's on a better team in a, in a weaker conference? That's a big factor because we're expecting you to make plays. Man, this schedule Appalachian State is, is really interesting to me. So when you look at the East, I like your Georgia State
1: call. That's definitely worth a shot. Just noticed that Sean scheduled all Georgia State for homecoming this year. And, uh, Ooh.
0: Coastal yeah. does have an interesting game
1: at Buffalo.
0: Week three, I'm interested in because Buffalo is a team we'll talk about.
1: Coastal, it will be interesting to see what type of talent base and depth that Jamie Chatterwell has built up there because you'll lose C.J. Maribel, who was a big part of that running if he was the right game, mm-hmm. uh, essentially, and, and you'll lose Terrence Jackson, best defensive lineman. Those two losses are key, and we'll see – if a program like Coastal is able to replace those types of players and back that season up, um, South Alabama.
0: I know people have chimed in on them. High on South,
1: high on South Alabama too.
0: Four and a half is the number for a the season win total.
1: The problem is with with South Alabama in terms of their win total is their conference schedule. They get Louisiana at home. They got to go to Appalachian State. They get Coastal Carolina. They get all three of them and they got to go to Troy. Like it's a tough schedule. I would rather play, but, but at the same time, I think they're going to go 3 and 0 in the non conference. That's,
0: that's exactly what I was just going to say. Gonna, go
1: I, 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 I like them week one against Southern Miss. I think we might have talked about that last week. I'm yes. not sure. But I think the wrong team is favored in that game. Mm-hmm. Go to Bowling Green, who is a terrible team in the MAC, might be the worst team in the country. And then mm-hmm. you have Auckland State. Like, like that's potentially three so you're looking for a couple of other wins like they could go to potentially Texas state and win uh, yep. can go to Louisiana Monroe and, and win but they, they're gonna have to get it before they hit November uh, that yes. probably have to be butch Jones they have to be Arkansas State uh before they get the last four games at Troy, at Appalachian State at Tennessee and coastal so you'd really want to have those wins uh prior to the calendar flip to November but but I'm I'm high on this team i I think they have an opportunity to be uh, Pretty good. Remember, remember, you get Bentley coming in there now. Yes, at uh, quarterback, they got some players, and it just seemed like the the program the last couple of years just kind of stagnated. Remember, they played Nebraska really tough, in in, in Lincoln, they just never really mm-hmm. kind of built on that. So, uh, but I think they got one of the right guys there in Kane Walmack, who's familiar with those surroundings and uh, the staff that he's assembled. I, I like South Alabama this year. I think they're going to get somebody.
0: I like that. Just being known that I I could start three and and0 So I'm with you on the over there, uh, the Jags from South Alabama. What else? Anybody else? I mean, you gave out uh, Monroe. We talked
1: about you all. We talked about you all last week. I don't know if we need to really go through that again, but I am on you. And uh, the the better bet that I like is at uh, South Point, where you can just play you all Monroe under one and a half Sunbelt wins. If you're going to give him the win uh, against Jackson State, what two Sunbelt teams are they going to beat? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, they go to Coastal they go to Appalachian State and they go to Louisiana that's 0-3 they host Troy they host Georgia State and they host Arkansas State they got to win two of those three in order for you to uh to lose that bet so if, if you if make a trip out to uh, see Mr. Andrews and Mr. Maliulo and Mr. Vaccaro go play uh, am I allowed to give the rotation number because I wrote this stuff out already absolutely Forty-two, forty-six. you all Monroe under one and a half.
0: Thank get you. on it, people. Gotta get a Texas State uh, shout in here. Schedule brutal as always. Yeah. Uh, they get Baylor to come to San Marcos, which is nice, but then they gotta go to the Granite, Eastern Michigan, September 25th. Not sure how I feel about that one. Factory. The factory, of course. Uh, at Georgia State, at Louisiana, they do get Monroe. Their number's four and a half. That's a tough number. I think they can get to five. Georgia Southern's a team we haven't touched on. Who's obviously, in my opinion, to, the greatest uniforms in the sport. Um, so there is that. They close the year with at Coastal at Arkansas State. Arkansas State's a team I got nothing on for you.
1: Yeah, who you knows know? what to expect with your new head coach. Just
0: yeah, it's so. uh, it's good. Tough, good for right? him
1: for getting another opportunity, though.
0: Absolutely, can't hate on that. Incarnate Word also on that Texas State schedule, um, but I do expect big things from Louisiana here. Um, they talk about the production returning. I do think, though, they all are overlooking Elijah Mitchell, who was the running back last year, who I believe is in camp with the Niners. I think he got hurt. Uh, but he was a tremendous player for them. I think it's the most interesting game to me week one when they go to Austin to play because you, you know, as much as you don't want to give them credit for their win in the Ames last year still. They are going to come in with a physical mentality. You know what you're going to get from a Napier coach team. And Texas better buckle up because uh, they're going to get a serious team coming in. Um, I would like to see Levi be more accurate throwing the football, and that's what you're going to need to do if you're going to win another game on the road uh, against the Power 5 team. So that has all my attention. Week one, I do expect the Louisiana Coastal uh, matchup in this title game. Um, I can, I I can do see myself being
1: on Texas, by the way. Okay,
0: we can get to that in a little bit, but it's uh, coastal. I still think McCall is is phenomenal in what he's done. That offense is a pain in the butt uh, to defend and prepare for. Um, You know, it's it's one thing where you think you got assignments covered, and then they throw a couple more wrinkles in where they're bringing guys underneath or over the top and out formation. Yeah, it's it's just everything. It's cracked up to be so um, as magical as last year was. I don't think it'll be that, but I do expect coastal to be there in that title game. Uh, anything oh, else? Seven, on by like,
1: seven, one score games, by the way, for what we see last year. Yep. See if that regresses a little bit. Okay. But you, 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 you hit on the boys from San Marcos and their opponent on September 25th. Yep. Going, going up to, uh, it's I think just turn to the Mac, like Eastern Michigan, yeah. I think has a chance. It has a chance to see it. I, I like them over their season. Win total. Um, I think they have a lot of experience coming back. Uh, this way, the schedule works out for them. They're not going go to go to Wisconsin and win, mm-hmm. but your, your non conference games, Texas State at home, at UMass, St. Francis at, at home, and, and the MAC schedule, you get the bad road teams, the bad, bad teams, rather, on the road. Northern Illinois is on the road. Bowling Green is on the road. Miami is like a 50 50 game at home. You can beat Ohio is like a 50 50 Like all of the 50 50 games, or the games they're going to need to play on their home field, they get it home. You've Go to Toledo, okay, you'll you lose that. But I think this is a uh, an over team, and I, and I think they got some guys in the pipeline of running back that they like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think defensively, that the, every, again, it, every, it sounds like a broken record. We're saying this off 20 starters back, as most teams do have an experienced roster here. But I think Eastern Michigan, at it, some point, they're going to win a lot more of these close games, and I think they have an opportunity to uh, to get to seven or eight, even eight wins this year. Uh, they, this is a team that was really ripped apart. Uh, they had a lot of COVID and a lot of issues, injuries last year, and and still managed to rally at the end of the year and and, and win a couple of games uh, that they did. Uh, I mean, prior to that, you, you lost to Kent State. It was a good team by four, the yeah. team that won the MAC last year. You probably should have beaten them. You were right in the game with them. So I think Chris Creighton's team has an opportunity to uh, to make some noise in the, uh, in the mid-American conference this year.
0: To me, this is just like the Sun Belt, how unbalanced the divisions are. Um, you look at the West. Uh, you mentioned Ball State, who won it last year. You got Western Michigan. Toledo's a team I love. I, I think they win the conference. I like their season win total. I love everything they, that they're bringing to the table as far as the coaching staff and roster. Central Michigan's a team that people – I have heard plenty of good things about where they expect improvement. But when you look at the other side, you know, Buffalo, Kent State, Miami, of Ohio has been up, you know, as consistent, I, I believe, as you could say, maybe Ohio also, but you also have Akron and Bowling Green on the other side in the east of that of that Mac. So here's a question I have for you. You got to pick one. All right. Mm-hmm. Would you rather take Bowling Green over one and a half wins this year, Akron over two and a half wins, or Northern Illinois over?
1: you well, forget forget the last because I, Northern Illinois under three and a half and oh. under two Mac wins is one of my plays okay like that, they, they're, they're going to be terrible I don't like them at all so I am a sound under okay on, uh, on Northern Illinois so it's basically you said Bowling Green over one and a half yep or Akron over two and a half yes so basically we're picking who wins the who wins the Bowling Green Akron Green in Bowling Green on October 9th you're going to assume Bowling Green can beat Murray State. And they don't have a game they can win other than
0: that. Akron's got Bryant.
1: And Temple, who's going to stink as well. Yeah, they're Temple's going to be bad. Ooh, Wow. <laughs> I think... Oh, uh, I think I would have to take Bowling Green just because... If they have the FCS, if they have the FCS win against gotcha. Murray State, I can potentially hedge off of it against Akron. Maybe
0: mm-hmm. okay. so that would
1: probably be the be the, because while I think Akron can beat Temple, it's a, how are they going to approach that game at Auburn to start the year? They're going to get. How would you approach it? The, see, this is the, this is the thing like, do you play your starters? Why would you play your starters like any longer than a half? Like you're not going to win that game with them. You're so you never going
0: to get, gonna get an opportunity to play at Jurgen yeah, again.
1: You're you're not, but yes, yeah, so it will give your backups an opportunity to play. Play your starters a half. Like it'll be twenty-seven okay. nothing, and oh, but I, but I, I think Akron's I think Akron's further along though than Bowling Green. So Great. do that's I. I
0: would take Akron.
1: Yeah, so Ohio's getting. I think Ohio has an opportunity to be down this year.
0: Yes, that's what I said. You're in that other division too, so yeah. I think that's not even close to. How much better the West yeah, is? Yeah, you know what? You know what?
1: Flip it. Give give give, give, give me out. Right. but I don't want to involve any hedges and playing to get off of something later. No, I I, I think they'll beat Brian. I think they'll be they should beat Bowling Green, and I think they can get one of either Temple or Ohio.
0: What's Toledo's conference win total?
1: Six over minus one twenty. That's rotation number forty-one forty-seven for you, if you care.
0: Now that's conference wins at Ball State, yeah. Northern Illinois, at Central. We're going over there. Give me over Toledo six conference. Finals. Yeah,
1: I was on with someone else the other day, and they they like Toledo at fourteen or fifteen to one to win the conference as well. And I, and I know I know someone that works uh, this conference regularly and covers this conference regularly thinks uh, Western Michigan has a chance to be really, really, really good this year, even without our guy Dwayne Eskridge.
0: Okay. Uh. Yeah. They got they got some some games on that schedule. All right. Um. On to a little CUSA. You want to touch on a little Conference USA? Sure, why not? You, you, you start. Um, Marshall was a team who I know people jumped all over at the beginning of last year, and they were really good uh, covering. And then they ended the year as bad as possible. In and in a, I believe they got shut out at Rice, and then they were just a debacle mm-hmm. in the bowl game. You know, Doc's out of there now. Weird situation there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, but they, I I still think there's plenty of talent there. Grant Wells was the quarterback um, who started out great. And I mean, they put up a ton of points early in the year. Uh, They obviously got uh, a nice win against Eastern Kentucky to start things out. But then you look at how they ended the year 20 to nothing lost to Rice, lost to UAB and then lost to Buffalo. In those games, they combine this, those last three games, they combined the score 23 points. Um, when you talk to people around Marshall, they expect Wells to be back. Um, just thought there was a little hiccup uh, at the end of the season, so let's hope that's uh, the thing moving forward for the kids' sake. And I just – when you look at everybody else in the conference, I mean, I think that still amazes me, Barrett, when you look at this, Is the geography in this conference? Yeah. Like it's just all over the place. Now, UAB's been, you know, the model since they've come back into the light with Coach Clark down there. Um, Charlotte's an up and coming team. Western Kentucky's a team that just went to Houston Baptist. I don't know if you remember them. Last year, almost beat Texas yep. Tech, got stopped on the goal line. They went and took – I believe it's the offense coordinator, the quarterback, and the best receiver. So, Western Kentucky's just just going Houston Baptist over to Kentucky. We'll see how that goes. But, Marshall, I still believe will be the class of the league. Um, we we know about your Old Dominion thoughts, your, your, your under – how about those numbers that were thrown around? People were –
1: Yeah, that was weird. I, I, jump I, on maybe those I, maybe I miss Maybe I misread my number – and, and it was five, and it instead of three. I don't know. I, I could have misread that, but yeah, I, I don't see this team being being very very much of a threat this year. And the and the other numbers, you know, the other team that I was really interested in uh, this year was FAU. You break, you had a couple of big changes on offense now with, with Michael Johnson coming in at quarterback. Twist Perry, the Miami transfer, goes there. Uh, Mike Stoops now the defensive coordinator. This is a team that was tenth in the country last year mm-hmm. uh, in, in scoring defense and, and lost some. Some, some 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 close games uh we talked about marshall they get marshall at home uh which which is a big deal uh i think in in terms of who's going to ultimately going to get to the conference championship game uh west kentucky they got to go to later in the year um middle tennessee they get at home fiu they get at home uh, charlotte they have to go but they have an open week and then, and then old dominion who i think is going to be the worst team uh, on that side of the ball. I think FAU has a chance to uh, have have a great season. I would take a shot at them at, uh, at winning the league and, and going over their season in total.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to go – I'm going to think – I'm going to say UTSA uh, upends UAB in that side of the conference. I think they're going to play. Marshall, I have a question for you. Can UTSA win at Illinois September 4th? Yes. Now, Illinois gets that. They get a game before them against Nebraska. That's the yeah. only thing that worries me. There, yeah, they they, um, they do
1: get a game, and that the worst thing that could happen for Illinois that week is them looking great and beating Nebraska. Like then it'll be like, ah, oh, Bielma, turn, they got him them to a coaching change, it around, big win start the year, and then they're all like, of a sudden a double double digit favorite over UTSA, and here come the old uh, the old Roadrunners into into Champaign Urbana and. <laughs> Give them all they can handle.
0: All right. So I'm going I'm to go UTSA there to upend UAB uh, and play Marshall in that title game. Um, American, uh, we know uh, we've talked at length about Cincinnati. I think about the opportunity. To me, it's a question for you. Who, who's the biggest threat to them?
1: Uh, it's probably UCF mm. because I, I like Gus Malzahn as a head coach. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a coaching upgrade for UCF. Uh, I, I think um, with the with the players that they have coming back, and, and these are these are these are guys who came in now under Scott Frost when they were just starting to really elevate the program. Uh, I, I I do think it is UCF who is the biggest threat to uh, to Cincinnati. Um, disagree.
0: I it's fun. I. It's, it's to me like and I know everybody wants thoughts on everything, but I want to see it. I, I want to see UCF in that first game against Boise. You know, like I, I want to know what's going on there and, and how it looks. I I think the world of Gabriel, I I, I think he has a future yep. um in there. Uh you look at the other top teams, like I think Memphis is gonna take a step back this year. I just think I mean, look at look at the, <laughs> the transfer portal with that team. Um you know, if,
1: if you're looking for a real sleeper, I said you maybe.
0: I, I the, to me, the the wild card that I'm trying to figure out that I can't, I, I don't have much on, and I who I trust uh, from what they've built back up from what look really bleak was Tulsa. Um, no one, I mean, they almost got Cincinnati last year. Um, yeah, Tulane I, I, is I, a team.
1: I worry about. I worry about Tulsa. They they pulled some ridiculous games yeah. out of that. No, you no, know what? that's what I'm saying. Really like I don't even Collins.
0: I don't know, like, are they going to take us another step forward or are they going to go way back, you know? Like, it, it, to me, the, the overturn there, it, it scares me. Tulane is, 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 I think, as deep and as talented as they've been when you le- read what Fritz has said, but their schedule is brutal um, with what they bring to the forefront. Um, you know, they got a ton back coming back in, in, in areas that they like. He talks about being able to do things offensively. They got Chip Long in as the offense coordinator now. Um, Chris Watt is an O line who's who's on the old O line, played O line at Notre Dame, um, and obviously has Notre Dame familiarity with with Chip Long there. So Tulane's a team who I think week in and week out is going to be very interesting to see what those spreads are. They open the season, they get how about that? They get Oklahoma to come to them home game, and uh, well, a little
1: little, little 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 advanced SEC scouting trip
0: for, uh, <laughs> for the Sooners. Well, it's funny, yeah, I mean, SEC country only we're the only team that could get that in the conference because we have the, you know, the backdrop of new Orleans. And, um, I, I thought it was a great point. Uh, but to, yeah, yeah. I, I think SMU, I, I think that's, that's a sleeper there. Levitt um, coming
1: in as defensive coordinator, Tanner Mordecai replacing Michelle. Yeah. Um, the only thing obviously there is the, the, you talk about the brutal schedule for other teams. Like they, they go to Houston, they go to Memphis, they go to Cincinnati, they go to Navy. Like that's, that's a rough deal. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think in, it's a lot to ask, uh, especially after playing TCU in, in, in the non-conference in their uh, annual rivalry game. But but I think uh, if you look at TCU, we, we, I mean, SMU rather, with Abilene Christian and North Texas there as well uh, in non-conference games, they would potentially be a team that I would look at uh, to uh, maybe go over their season win total and uh, uh, maybe worth a shot at winning the, uh, the American at a big price. At a big price. If you want to look uh, past since if you want to look laying, if you want to look past laying two dollars Cincinnati, well, what what do you make us like just just playing devil's advocate with Cincinnati mm-hmm, here? Mm-hmm. Like, you do you, you do lose uh, a lot of offensive linemen. Um, like, are we just handing them this this, this conference just by default, for, uh, or or like, are there are there reasons to be concerned here? I mean, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll, I mean everybody's you lose Dokes running back as well. I don't know. To me, it's, it's, Jared become, White.
0: It's, the, it's the evolution of the offense. You know, they used to be just turn around and give it to the running back 40 times, and we'll figure it out because we're going to play defense, and, and that's how we're built. And to me, it's it's I, I expect a, a, a big step forward for Ritter, and, that, and that's why I'm confident in them. I know everybody's going to talk about the loss of the defensive coordinator, but I expect Fickle to come back in and, and put more hands on on that defense. Yeah. Um, and I, I see what you're saying with the offensive line. and I just I really think they have um, a bitter taste in their mouth from how that ended last year, knowing how they played um, and, and seeing the opportunity because when, when you're there and you're that close, what do you ask for? Let's get back there. And they got a chance to get right back there with these games at Indiana and at Notre Dame, you know? So I think there's just the idea of having an offseason and knowing what you felt about yourselves, then seeing what happened when you got that opportunity and knowing you have that chance to get right back on it. I love that. And I think Fickle's the perfect guy to capture that and bring that into the program. Um, and I know it's not a great word to have, but but when you're a team like Cincinnati, you ask for opportunity. And they have that
1: happens. What happens in terms of the American, the conference play, if they lose at Indiana and they lose at Notre Dame and that momentum and that talk of potentially making the, the the, the college football playoff is gone. What happens then? Like their season now is for naught because they lost that opportunity to potentially get to the college football playoff. And the best thing I guess you could say is, okay, we can just win the American again and, Go play the SEC championship game, runner-up in the Peach Bowl or whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I still think the goal at the end is is big enough to to get that um, to keep your eyes on that, and and not it's not going to be a season lost. Although you know you get UCF coming in a couple weeks later, um, and then I believe SMU's at home. Yeah, like the other thing is, I think they're going to have the goods. You know, How about going at to their, Navy
1: and Tulane in back-to-back weeks, going to play those two offenses.
0: Yeah. Well, if there's a team that's going to do it in that conference. Give me some yeah. defense. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, but no, I see. I I I see what you're saying. Um, but I I do think it's. it's I mean, listen. All they could do is ask for it, and and they got it. And at some point, it's on you. It's on the players, you know. And if 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 it, if things don't work out in those two games, that that's on the players to rally, and and, and that's why. Um, you know, you recruit the the, the guys you do, and, and create the, the locker room you do to get back up off the deck if things don't work out. And uh, I just think, I just think Cincinnati does have the goods. I, I really do, and I think the world of Ritter, and I really think the world of Fickle. So yes, I I'm lie. I'm confident into into seeing that, and i I just I just can't wait to see it. Um, but as far else as the American, um, I'm just trying to think. you USF, I, I got no. Oh. Go pirates! I mean, this, this is our last crack at our guy Holton Ahlers. Ayler's. I mean, he's I got. To look at that start to the schedule. You want to talk about a guy that could to bust out? Man, there's you talk about opportunity at the beginning of a schedule. ECU's got that. Uh, so go
1: pirates! Um, yeah, we'll, 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 yeah we, we will be we will be rooting for them as always. The uh, the official always. team of the Stanford team and the Bear Podcast.
0: There you go. All right, Pac-12. Yep, you love Oregon. You you're yep. on the season win total of nine.
1: Another bet that I that I came across because the number moved mm-hmm. was um, USC. Their conference win total now at South Point is seven. Uh, it got bet up from six and a half to seven, and, and I'm willing to take a shot on the under uh, at seven for for USC. I mean, nine conference games. Remember, mm-hmm. and this is a team last year that I mean easily could have lost to. Arizona State, UCLA, like, there were plenty of opportunities for them to lose. And, and I just I just don't think they are as good as, as their name brand. And, and I think at seven, it's probably a, a push of a worst-case opportunity. But I know the schedule works out for them and that they get Stanford at home. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking, I'm looking at Arizona State. But I, I think USC gets Stanford at home, too, yeah. Yeah, week they, two. Yeah, they, they get Stanford at home. They get Utah at home. They get UCLA at home, but they go to Arizona State. But I think that they're going to lose at least twice in this conference and, and maybe potentially lose three uh, times. So I think if you can get under seven at South Point for Pac-12 wins for SC, I would take a, a, a shot there. I have a question for you, uh, Bud Elliott, who is a, is a listener to our pod and, and, and sent me a note uh, about your, your Utah pick there. You mm-hmm. said, w- "Would you be open, or would you rather play Utah uh, to win the South at like plus two fifty or whatever it was, sure. as, as opposed to playing them to win the conference at, at at bigger odds because they they would be an underdog most likely, if they were to play Utah or Washington or uh, Oregon or Washington in the uh, in the Pac twelve championship game."
0: Yeah, I um, I heard that uh, somebody else sent me that to it for sure, for sure. I I. Uh, I I, I think that's a great play. Like I said, I think, and you just touched on it, with, with just what you, the USC factor of the idea of everybody being up on each other. And and look, I mean, you pointed out. And if they don't, I mean, God forbid they slipped up early. Um, but look at how they closed the conference at Arizona State, at Cal, who they've lost to recently, and versus UCLA. So you need, I mean, they're definitely going to lose one of those, I would think.
1: Yeah, usually, um, probably two. UCLA should have beaten them last year.
0: Oh, God, what a beat. A sick, what what a One of the
1: worst, worst results of the year for us.
0: What a beat. Um, no, that's an interesting thing about USC. But, yeah, back to your thing about Utah. Um, I I do like them uh, on this side. Um, you know, talking to people out there, the quarterback competition is is as close as, as they're making it sound to be. Rising is a guy who, who didn't finish the year. Um and uh, obviously Brewer, who was a guy I mentioned, but it's 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 hot and heavy there. And like I said, I, I, to me, with the question with SC is how good are you on both lines of scrimmage? Because that's where Utah is going to mm-hmm. get you. you. You know, you're not going to be better than them. And is your talent um, good enough? And we saw them eke out those games uh, based on that skill talent, uh, which <laughs> they deserve credit for because that's why they're SC, and that's why they don't have anything else. Um, but I, you, I Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, before we totally get off of Utah, call. maybe I'm guilty of being, like, prisoner of the moment or just having a bad taste in my mouth from a couple years ago after really hyping them to, if they were to win the Pac-12 championship game and to get to the playoff. And they laid an absolute egg uh-huh. in that game. Uh-huh. They laid an absolute egg in the bowl game. Like, uh-huh. something about the way that year ended – that I got a hard time, like, buying in this year that they're legit, they're good, they're, they're, they're a Pac-12 title and a college football playoff contender. I, I, I don't know. May, maybe I'm wrong, and, and maybe I'm just uh, playing a little bit of a, a victim from from being so high I'm being burned on them a couple of years ago. But I, I just worry a little bit about uh, them being – and, and so many people seemingly on Utah this year. That would worry me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I think – it's, I think what you have with Utah is what a lot of people have with USC. You know, like, Hey, you know, we hear about it. We hear about what we hear about. It, you got to do it. And that year with Utah, I just thought they, they had an opportunity. They overachieved a ton. And then when it came down to it, they, they played their worst game in the worst spot, which I have said year in and year out. <laughs> that's what happens in the Pac-12 when we do get that ultimate opportunity. So I hope I'm not going to jinx Cincinnati talking about the opportunity they have this year, knowing what I've seen in Pac-12 teams. But that's totally different and not related. Um, who do you think – they both have the same uh, win total. Utah, USC, eight and a half. Who wins more?
1: I would, I would go Utah just because of the way the schedule okay. works out. I think they got – I think they, the Weaver State game, the San Diego State game, Wazzy went home, Arizona State at home. Uh, I, I I would lean towards Utah at least going nine and three. That would be my, that that would be my lean. So who, who who would you who would you land on in the South? Would you take a shot at, at, with uh, with UCLA potentially? I'm, st-
0: I'm starting to lean that way because here's the deal too. And I'm not listening, Arizona State fans. I'm not avoiding you at all. I I just I don't want anything to do with it because I have no idea yeah. what's. This. I know Jaden Daniels mm-hmm. is there, and and Herm's talking about how he's taking. Uh, steps forward and, and read about how his accuracy has improved, but I just think all that's going on. I, I, I don't. I don't want. I. I just, it just feels like it, it could blow up at any point, and I just don't want to put uh, anything on that because of what's at stake here and seeing how vulnerable every every team is in the South. I don't when want to I take from
1: t- the favorites. When I tweeted that out a couple, uh, last week or whenever it was about Arizona State not being ranked in the coaches' poll. The number of texts or calls or messages that I got about Arizona State—be careful, what's going on off the field—they're overrated. Uh, and just hearing some other things, like it was alarming to me enough to be like, okay, maybe maybe I'm the one in the wrong here, maybe I am overrating them, and and, and everybody else is, is right. Usually, I like when I have a contrarian feel mm-hmm. on picks and I kind of disagree with some people but uh, this one worried me but but UCLA I know it, they very easily could have won every game they played last year I Yes, had they lost the UCLA game the with, with USC game was amazing uh, backup quarterback at, at Oregon throwing the, the pick six before the half the Colorado game I think they turned the ball over, over what, like four straight possessions to start the game it's a Turnover turn over fast like Stanford game to lose the way they did like they were right there then chip Loves his tight ends uh, he, 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 with Dulcich there. He, I think, he thinks he has one of the best units there in the country, mm-hmm. and I, I think he's pretty high on Zach Charbonnet, who's come on in, uh, transferred from Michigan, That's right, and, and being out there. I think he likes him a lot, and I, I think he feels pretty good about where his team is right now. And so I'm, I might be uh, inclined, despite the schedule not necessarily being the best, yeah, um, in, in that conference. Who the hell knows? And I'm uh, as guilty think, as
0: anybody when I talk about the schedule. Like, at some point, when you're going to be good enough, you're going to win those games, correct? You know? and, and that's what that's what made And I, I try not to overanalyze the schedules. Um, and that's what Reese are Re- 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 saying there about
1: that all the time. Reese Re- I joke about that all the time Re- <laughs> saying, like, if you're not good enough, a loss is going to find any, it doesn't matter where they, who, who the opponent is or who the game where the game is. Uh,
0: all right, so I can see I can see the UCLA thing, but I'll, I'll stick with Utah in there. When you look at the north. We mentioned Oregon, your love with there, and I get it. This, the schedule, or I should say the talent, is there. Um, I pointed out last week about how the schedule also brings out a point where he could bring along the freshman quarterback. But I just want to touch on a couple other teams. Oregon State. Yes, thank you. was very promising uh, last year. They finally got the win over Oregon. They beat Cal again. Uh, but, man, the schedule. And then, the,
1: uh, you a- Chris, you Chris, Chris, what, tore his hamstring? Yeah, was out quarterback the Their offense really struggled.
0: Yeah, um, but I mean, the, the, the number for them is four and a half. Unbearable schedule. Uh, they get USC, Utah, and ASU from the south. Um, for the first five conference games are first conference uh, contenders. Um, what are they going to do week one at Purdue? And that defense has to be better. They only forced six turnovers last year. Uh, <laughs> I know problem. it was a condensed season. <laughs> But you, you, in this conference, you got to find if you're not going to be able to, you know, be as as stout as as some, you know, the top teams are. You got to create turnover somehow. So Oregon State, who I love, what Jonathan Smith has done, seeing how that was left by Anderson, uh, but I, I think Jamar Jefferson is a huge loss to the run game um, there. So that's a team that I Calum, think will be they'll be heard from. Um, Cal,
1: I'm interested in as well.
0: Yes, and that's like, like they the they're, they're
1: right on that six win deal. A team that, again, where they played four games. They didn't play for like a month. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I think they'll be good. They beat Oregon. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't care how they did it. They, they, they beat them. And uh, you lost, just lost Stanford in that ridiculous game. Um, they, 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 I, think, I think they have an opportunity. That, I think Cameron Good is is one of the better defensive players in the country that doesn't no doubt. Get, get, get as much hype. Uh, you just have to wonder about offensively. Can, can Garber be healthy? We saw that a couple of years ago, how once he went down, our offense was, was, was nothing. So I, I think Cal was the, was the eight team last year. And I think because of the way the season went, not only playing, only playing four games, I, I think this is a hungry team. So you look at their schedule, TCU on the road, Washington on the road, Oregon on the road. Stanford on the road, UCLA on the road. That's a tough road schedule, but I think they're good enough and well-coached enough to be able to get at least one or two of those teams.
0: I, I'm on the cal over after after diving in on this. Um, you mentioned the offense. They've been in the hundreds, ranked in the hundreds the last four years, and that's got to get better. Um, uh, I look at you know returning starters, all that stuff you want to say, but again, they only have to replace four starters. Garbers probably has the most experience – Uh, in the conference at that position. In those games, they did beat Oregon last year. So the good is good. I think they have five guarantee wins. I think they beat Sac State. They beat Wazoo. They beat Colorado. They beat Oregon State. And they beat Arizona. Now you're going to get one out of these four uh, to push and maybe two. You get Nevada. I think think they're going to beat Nevada week one. I really do. And then you get SC coming in. You mentioned that Stanford. That's not a road game and then UCLA late in the year. This could be done (laughs) early on. I
1: love that you said. That's not a rookie. It's not a rookie.
0: Um, So I like the Cal over here. Um, People know what I think of Wilcox. He's 500 in his tenure there, but you go ahead and and take over that situation and tell me how you come out over 500. Um, uh, Wazoo is a team. I don't know what to expect. Peter Um, Sermon,
1: by the way, now defensive coordinator as DeRuiter is caught
0: former teammate of Wilcox at Oregon. Correct. Uh, so I, I think I think Cal uh, gets over 500 this year. Um, Wazoo, I don't know what to expect. Washington is a team. I know everybody's talking about them, experience, bringing what they're bringing back. I just go back. I, I can't not think about that game against Stanford that they lost. I, I was expecting a lot more. Uh, I don't want to put it on one thing, but um, I love the head coach. But what are they going to do? Opportunity when the opportunity arises. Are they going to win in Ann Arbor? That's a big one for the conference. That'd be nice. Uh, but I don't think they're in Oregon's tier. And I know they get Oregon at home. Stanford. I, I, it's all in the quarterback. Uh, the defense is not going to be good. Um, when you look back, you got to replace a left tackle, a corner, your quarterback, and your center, who are all drafted. Uh, that doesn't usually happen um, at Stanford. So. <laughs> The schedule, I think it's the toughest in the country playing all power five teams. Uh, I know people in Fayetteville will yell at me and say they have the toughest schedule, but um, we are coming to the SEC to play a game and it means more there. So I think Stanford has the toughest schedule. Um, all power
1: fives. Anytime you have 12 power fives and nine conference games, that's it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you pump that on the show. Um, all right. So I expect Utah to play Oregon you going to go UCLA, Oregon?
1: Yeah, give me UCLA, right. Oregon.
0: Nice. That'll be a nice mix up. I think
1: Chip would take that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they should have beat him last year um, in Eugene. Uh, that leaves us with our Irish. Um, I have a question for you regarding the Irish. Do they lose a home game? They get Toledo, Cincinnati. USC, North Carolina, Navy, and Georgia Tech. Yes, they do. Okay.
1: North Carolina will beat them. Hmm. Don't you have
0: a feeling that that's going to be like a – somehow the weather will be tube, in the
1: tube, 20s. Tuba factor. Oh. Yeah, I like mean, that, I yeah. just
0: – that's. I mean, back-to-back weeks too, uh, Notre Dame. I mean, and you know what's tricky? Or oh, they get a bye week before USC, but at that game,
1: game of Blacksburg, the, you're talking about? Yes. Yeah, you're hitting only home games. So,
0: yeah, no, but just the spot, but they get a bye before that. I just, the, the, you know, Notre Dame's now up to nine, that win total. We talked about that on Daily Wager the other day.
1: Yeah.
0: I, uh, I think it's a perfect number. I do yeah, think so um, the offense is going to be pretty darn good. The changeover on defense is. Is where I look at, and that's what we're how fast can they get things cranked up, you know, week one. Cause I have no idea what to expect in Tallahassee. Um, I know you like you're waiting for that line to come down and you like Notre Dame yeah, week. I am. Yep. Um, but I, I I think the offense is gonna be there. I think Cohn's got some nice, nice guys uh along his side. They surrounded him uh with some good talent. They're gonna have more speed at, at, at wide receiver. They got another t- stud Mayer, at tight end. They a stud. Yeah. Uh the running backs, it, I would you take Karen their two Williams. running backs
1: over anybody in the country um, that's a that's a tough question um, Williams is pretty damn good and the other guys fast who, who else? yeah I was gonna say who would who the other uh, the other would Debbi on Ednderson of Master Ke Ohio State no uh, Kennedy Kennedy Brooks and Eric gray in Oklahoma
0: mm don't they have the is that the
1: Tennessee transfer? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and uh I don't think so.
1: And, and then the other kid transferred
0: Alabama, transferred knows. It's, it's Alabama you know, Alabama, you know, got a stable. But yeah, I I think I would take Notre Dame's running backs over
1: anybody in the country. Yeah, I, I think Cone has something to prove. I, I think so I. I think he's he's a locker room guy. A team just kind of gravitate forward towards him. I think Wisconsin kind of Things got a little unraveled last year when he did, did when he got hurt and then Mertz took over. Like that, That's I, I think point. nine and three is I think nine and three is like a worst case. I, I think at this point, like, don't you have to trust Brian Kelly, who's been to the playoff two of the last three years? That even with all this turnover, they're going to find a way to win nine games. Maybe no they not. lose to Wisconsin, maybe they lose to North Carolina, but are they gonna they gonna get tripped up a couple more times to big favor? I, I don't know. I, I think nine and three is a worst case scenario for the Irish, but. That's a tough number. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go over nine. If I'm eight and a half, then I'd go over eight and a half. But nine, nine's a tough number. I think you're probably playing for a push.
0: Fascinating game at Soldier Field, September 25th. That's going to be, that's that's two teams I love to see play against each other. Because what's going to give uh, in Chicago, if, by the way, that'll yeah, be
1: really a yeah. great scene.
0: You know, Jim Leonard's going to have that defense ready to go. Um, I think the world of him as a defensive coordinator. But yeah, I I, I see.
1: Kyle Hamilton, one of my favorite players in the country. I love the way God, he plays. Is he, God, is he talented. So good.
0: Yeah, I don't see – if I had to take it, I would go over. I, I, I think they can win 10. I I'd really play do. over
1: before I would under.
0: Correct. I said I
1: had to take one of them. I'd play over before I would under.
0: I'm with you there. Um, Buckna, anything else before you kick us out? No, I'm good. Yeah? Straight for the season kickoff. How's the quarterback situation in Columbus? Uh, Weekly update. Who's got the upper hand? Ryan Day said that C.J. Stroud's starting to separate himself. Okay. So they held him out today. They said they'd do that throughout camp to give him a break. The 11 Warriors like that? Yeah, I think that's who everyone thought was going to get the start. Quinn Ewers is uh, on campus now.
1: I was going to say, when when did they start clamoring for Ewers?
0: I mean, you know the fan base. They, I think, they already are. Some are.
1: If they, if they only, if they only score like twenty-seven against Oregon in week two, listen. Then, then, then they. C.J. Stroud finished.
0: Uh, he was the MVP at the Elite Eleven over Bryce Young. So C.J. Stroud comes in with a lot of. Uh...
1: They are going to be just fine at quarterback. They're going to be just fine at running back with Henderson. They have like three other wide receivers other than Alave and Garrett Wilson. And they got to, I got recorded I made it Ohio State to win the national title yesterday.
0: I was just going to ask you, who would you rather have Ohio to go undefeated, Ohio State or Oklahoma? Ohio State. It's not even a question. Oh, I forgot. I State. Ohio, is it Ohio true State's that Reese Davis is going to call Matt Campbell Bear Campbell?
1: No. That's, that, that would be an insult to Matt Campbell. What do you think State's about like Reese voting Oklahoma number a, one? one? Bad move. Oh, why? <clears throat> why? I think people have that recency factor in there with Oklahoma. Like, yeah, they, they finished great, mm-hmm. but they were an overtime debacle away from being one and three after mm-hmm. that Red River game. And then they caught a lot of the, uh, the garbage teams in the, pack, in, the, in the big 12 and one. Yes, Rattler improved and, and the defense improved dramatically. But I think everybody's so hung up on this Florida game where like Florida's season ended after yeah. the SEC championship game. Like they played nobody I and mean, mm-hmm. Trask was, mind was on the draft. I mean, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're still the best team in the big 12, but there are more opportunities to lose there in the big 12 for Oklahoma. Uh, whether it's, whether it's TCU, Texas, we've played them tough, even though Texas has been at yeah, Iowa state, like They've they lost Kansas State the something point favorite. Like they lose a ton of games as big favorites. So Ohio State, if they don't lose to Oregon, if Oregon doesn't go in there and, and trip them up, uh, they're not, they're not losing the season.
0: All right. Um, <clears throat> shoot us all your questions on us your questions on Twitter for next week. We will get to all of them. Didn't have a chance to get to them this week, uh, and then we will let you know what we're going to preview next week. Um, that's it. Bear, take us away.
1: Less you bet, the more you lose when you win. You can listen or follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify?